are live, presumably. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome back. Super Mater Brothers podcasting has been on a bit of a hiatus since the end of Survivor in Westworld. But we are back to talk more Survivor here in the offseason because just like everybody's everybody's com- um, first everybody wait what is it everybody every comic book can be everybody's first comic book every episode of survivor could be somebody's first episode of survivor or perhaps they haven't seen a whole season or they have they've been out of touch with the show maybe for a number of years and now they're gonna get back into it and so jeff and i are joined by our friend here josh foster hey you doing josh doing pretty good myself dave thanks for having me and uh i'm excited I'm really excited. You know, I have a great passion for competition shows. To be honest, it's a lot, it's, they're a lot of fun, but you know, it's they're all different, and that's what that's what I've come to talk about today. Yeah, well, that's great because uh, you know we love Survivor, we love Big Brother, different competition shows like you're talking about. You're a big uh, fan of the challenge, as as um, as um, you, the viewers may or may not know. That is um, correct. Yeah, that's an MTV uh, competition show. Um, and just a little bit of a quick little thing, uh, this show, one of the contestants, Jay actually was on that show and we're going to talk a little bit later, but that's kind of a little bit connection, if you will, on how all these kind of roll intermingle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you basically, yeah, you know, different characters, uh, from different shows, like the, the challenge, which takes, um, cast members from all the big hit reality TV shows. So you kind of know a little bit about a whole, a whole bunch of shows per, peripherally right yeah in a sense yeah like it's interesting dave because you know I, I i did watch survivor and big brother you know a long time ago i actually went back a little bit you know i watched seasons 21 <clears throat> to stop i stopped watching bids 25 so that 21st season would have been those nicaragua are the, those are all the worst seasons that you just mentioned <laughs> like all of those like season like season like episode season 21 to 25 are like the worst seasons yeah i and think that's, you know, exactly, yeah. and that's the problem is it so i watched from you know 2010 to 2012 and then i don't watch anything for eight years and i you know i've been watching the challenge pretty much since right and the challenge like dave mentioned you know they you have to be on another reality show to get on this one it's it's more competition based whereas mm-hmm. survivor you know as i've gone back into it and had a better appreciation for it it, it, it's more political. Um, a big part of the challenge is returning players, rookies, like Jay was a rookie, and that's a big disadvantage, whereas, you know, um, majority of Survivor shows, you know, at least half the cast is newbies, obviously, except for the newest season that I guess, you know, winners at war, right? So, right. yeah, there's only, been no like, there's only been like four or five all-returning seasons in Survivor. <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. Out of the 40. Yeah, I think yeah, it's like one of the all stars, right? all stars, heroes, villains, um, winners at war. Is that it? No, yeah, game changers. I think that's it. Yeah, I think because yes, oh, it's heroes at wars was actually what got me in. Like I saw the clips of it, it got me kind of hyped, and that's when I watched Nicaragua. And I remember because I remember Jimmy Johnson was on that season, uh, as I was mentioning to Dave uh, earlier today, right. And uh, because he was a, he's an NFL uh, Hall of Famer, and I, and I follow the NFL and big sports guy. But uh, yeah, that's kind of you know refresh my memory and stuff. That's my dog. Two seconds. No His business as a dog owner is unfortunately first come and she barks. Sorry, guys. No worries, uh, Jeff. Uh, we're gonna be talking here millennials versus Gen X here because uh-huh. it's the year 2020. We have watched all 
Well, you've probably seen all 40 seasons of Survivor, right? Um, the only season I've never watched all the way through is Palau. Um, I've never been interested to why go Palau? back. And, I don't know. It's just, I don't know why that one. I've seen every other season, but not Palau. Maybe I'm saving it. Uh, Josh and I uh, sat down the other day. I went over. I've been off this week. I'm going to go over to see Josh. And uh, we were. he says, okay, I'm going to get the subscriptions, uh, six bucks a month to watch all Survivor. I get to watch all of Survivor. I said, great. Right. And then so we were trying to watch. He says, what season do you want to watch? I picked season six, which is Rob Sister Nino's first season. Amazon. Right. Yeah. Amazon. So I said, I've never seen this, Josh. This would be a good one for us both to watch because presumably this is going to be good. But Josh and I found that this was not a good season because we couldn't even get through the first episode. It just was halfway kind of- through. I turned to Dave and I was like, I don't know about this man. He's like, good. I don't know either. And it was because it was a totally different time, right? Like it, it, it's crazy because. Like I, I started once again back in what season twenty one, right? I never really seen seasons beforehand. You know, I kind of you know a little bit of the Russell hype from Samoa and all that right back in the day. But season six, though, wow, totally Amazon, different. Amazon's is just a bad season. It's not the time. It's just a bad season. Uh, six. The next season, season seven, is really watchable. So I would have if you were gonna after that. All Stars is season seven. So like. Um, you can really watch. You can watch All Stars right now and 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 enjoy it. I mean, you might not like. It's a little bit more adventure and a little bit more story going on rather than you know nowadays. It's just strategic gameplay, move fast, get you know get through everything. Um, whereas back then, I felt I found that so I enjoy a lot of the things that old school Survivor had to offer that we don't get anymore. Um, I enjoyed like I feel I feel like it felt more like another one of my favorite reality TV shows right now is called Alone, which is about one person surviving down in the wilderness against t- uh, nine other people, so it's ten people, and whoever can last the longest with you know without being pulled medically, it's basically Survivor but solo. Um, but okay. there's no you know but there's no tribal councils obviously because you're solo, you're alone. It's all survive. It's actual survival. Um, I wish Survivor still like had that element a little bit more to it. Um, I think it would. W- I think if they did a Survivor season like in the woods, I think would be kind of interesting. If they did that uh, with real survivalists, you know, just for one season, um, and have like a theme. But uh, this, you know, because they're just re- you know, it's it's they're reproducing the same season every you know every time, and that's what millennials versus gen x very much is it's just another cog in the wheel of the 40 seasons of survivor for me it's like i like the season don't get me wrong but it's not like my favorite uh it would be in the bottom rung bottom 20 for me um i like it just because you know jeff i like generation stuff and yeah. talk about that kind of stuff but also they were very like sort of um subjective with where they drew the line for where Gen X and Millennial started. Because so basically based on like this survivor season, they said that basically 1983 or 84 was the cutoff. But it's actually not. It's actually like 1980. But and Dave, you know Dave on from Big Brother? Dave on Rogers. Yeah. Right? She was supposed to be on this season, but uh she didn't fit the theme because her age, which is my age, fits right in the middle uh, of where they drew the line, even though that's actually not where the line is really supposed to be well that really sucks for her because she probably should have been on the season she's um i don't know like 
I don't really like the theme. I don't care about the theme most of the time anymore. It doesn't really matter to me. It's not why I watch the show. I don't watch the show for the theme. I watch the show for the players and if they're interesting characters. I find a lot of the characters on this season annoying. Um, especially like Figgy and Taylor and uh, that whole group. I was cheering against them the whole time. Well, how about you, Josh? Were you Who are you kind of going for? Were you going for Jay? <sighs> Well, well, here's the thing, right? Is that first of all, just going real back to the end of the season you're talking about, right? I don't know if it was just the seasons I watched in general, but I thought that this season really most of the contestants hit the ground running. Everyone was there to play. Everyone was, you know, I don't know what it was, but everyone was. There was very few people that were floaters, if you will, right? That's that's what kind of a term used. I, I they were using the challenge, if you will, right? You know, it was kind of like buying their time, bottom of the of the alliance, if you will, right, or the vote pecking order, waiting to buy their time. But it seemed like everyone was kind of working their angles, right? But you're right, though, in terms of each tribe, they definitely picked the right people to exemplify that generation. And you said it, Jeff, with Figgy and Taylor, that was like the pinnacle of the millennials, right, of that, you know, we don't care, you know, we're lovey-dove, you know, just all up in your face, whatever it may be. And then... You know, but I also thought on the flip side for um, Gen X, I thought the two biggest ones were uh, uh, Paul and eventually Lucy, right? Which, you know, we'll talk about later, right? After, you know, Paul gets eliminated. But because, you know, they were, you know, one of those, there's only one way to do it. I, I know exactly what to do. You know, you're going to follow my lead kind of thing, right? And a lot of people kind of bought into that, with, especially with Paul. Um, but I thought it was balanced to, show each generation um but i thought a good amount of the characters were likable from the start uh but they but a lot of them changed very quickly i thought as well well yeah. paul being the oldest of this cast at 52 at the time he's not he's a gen x is he barely he was just i think he's actually more of a baby boomer but then yeah like I, they included him but they took out davon because she was in the middle like just put her in the yeah. next trial who gives it like who cares like like i don't know like i just like i i think survivor does itself with this service when they get so bottled down into these um themes mm -hmm. and then even though like they they split up the characters within like what like usually eight days nine days they they they, yeah, they, they always they, mix it up so it doesn't really matter it doesn't it really matter there was a shakeup after. I don't know what it was here. Like ten days, right? Maybe less. Yeah, it was really. I thought it was really quick, right? Because they went from two to three, then to the merge, which was the one, right? But yeah, by episode five, they went to three. By episode five, right? But it was interesting because, like, I don't know. Like once again, like I think the big draw at the beginning was David. That was the big, that was their big pull, which, you know, this yeah. Gen X guy, you know, doesn't know what he's doing, you know, like complete off, you know, doesn't, doesn't take control of his life, right? He was there, I think the, he was the main focus of the beginning of the show. And of course he finds, you know, the two idols, right? Which was, I couldn't, I was shocked, you know, until the, he eventually played them for, you know, not himself, right? Getting that little ahead of myself, right? But it, it, it I think the cast was, was, like other than once again outside of your other your knowledge of other people that could have been in and out you know your guys you guys know i thought it was diversified pretty well yeah this cast was really good it was really strategic it was hungry there was the theme 
I think was kind of hokey, but also kind of fun. Uh, I think it was also like, oh, we're the older tribe, but we, you know, you millennials don't know what you're doing. Did you find you had any loyalty to the millennial tribe as a millennial, Foster? Well, like, I, I feel like you obviously relate, you know, definitely as like, you know, that same kind of attitude, that same kind of, you know, obviously you look, you know, you look the same, you know, you kind of, you know, you act the same. And, and and you so you kind of cheer. Oh, do you want to join the podcast? Do you want to join the podcast? Come here. We're gonna have a little guest. Oh, come here. This is my baby girl. This is what. Hey. This is. You gonna sit with us? Okay, sit down. This is Lily, and she's a ten-month-old beagle, and oh. she can't be without her dad. She can join the podcast. Hey, sweetie, you join for a bit. Okay, so as I was saying, yeah, yeah, as I was saying, as I was saying, yeah. with the with the, they had this different type of cast, right? And it seemed to me that you know you root for the millennials because you know, you know, you're more like them and everything. But at the same time, you know, the Gen Xs right off the bat are the underdogs. That's the big thing that I had the issue with, right? Because you look at the millennials and you're like, well, you know, there's all these young fit people. You know, there are some, you know, millennials that aren't very, you know, active and stuff. But the concept, like I said, wasn't great at the beginning. But I think in terms of the social aspect later on, it really played out nicely. Yeah. Okay. So step by step, we can kind of go through the votes of this uh, season and sort of your impressions of that as it went. Yeah. So you just watched yeah. this uh, two days ago, right? You finished a day ago. I finished. Yeah, I finished it in about three days, and I I I I don't even know the one day I crushed. I don't know how many episodes in a row. So that's thirteen episodes of uh, in this season. Yeah, and so yeah, I watched because I I I watched that first episode. And basically, yeah, I remember like the first one off was remind me, Dave. It was uh, it was one of the Gen Xers, right? Uh, the first person voted out was Rachel. It she was uh, from the Gen uh, Gen X tribe. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I, I found that the, the the first few eliminated people were not very memorable up until Mari, which I can't remember if she was. I think she was the third or fourth eliminated, right? She was the second. A second, okay, was that quick? Yeah, because Rachel yeah. didn't really do anything. This was Mari... this was also the season where you know, on the, the second day there was a cyclone and they had to evacuate everybody. Oh, thank yeah, and I forgot to, that. And that's the other thing too. Like it really showed the the reality of of the situation, right, and what it was all about. Um, it really um, showed the elements because you don't really get to see that, right? I understand what you're saying, David, earlier about the. Uh, forest and stuff right but the issue you know with that is you don't have the beach you don't have you know the potential for hurricanes these cyclones and stuff right and that was huge i thought that was pretty that was pretty intense to see as a viewer because you know you what point that happened uh between the first and second vote sorry refresh my memory because i forget uh did that happen before uh, what, the cyclone Oh yeah. no! The, no, the, the, happened the on day two. Was the first vote, wasn't it? The cyclone happened on day two. Before yeah, that was like right when they got there. Yeah, Rachel's not voted out until day four. So yeah, that's yeah. why because they had to come back the next day, and then they probably yeah. needed a day to do the challenge or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, Rachel got eliminated, and then Mari got eliminated second because 
right away, Mari was the first one to kind of, you know, really get into the game. And the way it wasn't that aggressive, I thought, but I thought that just she wasn't as subtle as a lot of the other contestants were, right? Like, you know, the winner Adam or, you know, like even like, I don't know, she just was very vocal, right? Like even Zeke later on, but he takes his time, right? He kind of feels it out, but there's always those few contestants in every season that go too hard right at the beginning. And, and she was a casualty of that. Okay. So there's Mari. Okay. So then let's go on. You kind of talked on Paul already, but let's just touch uh, his, his exit from the game. That was that was unbelievable. I thought because he was blindsided. The one, the one thing that I, I thought I think is really crazy about this season that you don't see on a lot on a lot of Survivor seasons that I know of, as well as even like challenge seasons, is that when you're in the or outside of the majority, and I'm talking about Ken right now, right? Is it's so hard to flip the vote that early in the game. And Ken did not stand down. Like, I, cause I remember watching it and Ken was just like, Oh, I'm going to be voted or something like that, or I'm targeted. And he's like, I don't, that's not happening. I'm not standing down. Right. Like Ken right. was one of those guys Like Ken, as much as he goes to the end and stuff. Right. And you know, we'll get to that at the very end or whatever. Right. But he only does anything when he's back against the wall, when he's pulled something, he's not very proactive as a player, I thought, mm -hmm. but he, in my opinion, was the one that, that dealt, I think Paul's um, undoing. Okay, and then after Paul, Lucy went from the Gen X tribe again. So there's three. It was three Gen Xs and one millennial who went after the first four votes, and also Cece went next after that. So it was even uh, yeah, the, the, a huge uh, uh, Gen X. Um, yeah, the Gen X tribe was getting decimated by the millennials at the beginning. Oh, it was it was crazy. Yeah, exactly right. Because Lucy just followed the suit of Paul because Paul was gone, and Lucy was the equivalent of Paul, which is you know as a female. Right, female and Paul, Lucy, Lucy, yeah, Lu no, Lucy was like, you know, as I remember, Ken saying like a dictator, right? So, like, she didn't help her case in anything because she did the exact same thing that Paul did, and that's what got eliminated. She overplayed at the beginning, right, and and she was too aggressive, and people noticed that. I wouldn't mess with Lucy. <laughs> uh, no, no, her stare, her stare is like, because I remember she was talking like, oh, when I when I talk at home and stuff, and then the. The, the kids and the husband to listen to me every single time. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they listen to you. That's that's <laughs> I listen to you. Yeah, I would. Cece. Cece. Uh, um see, I'm trying to think because Cece, once again, like Cece was kind of like Rachel, where she was she was kind of targeted. She didn't really do anything. She kind of, you know, was kind of dead weight, I thought. She didn't really make an impact. Like I know when she she got split up because she went up like if you go to the page before Dave, I remember I, I it's got she got split up right in terms of the uh the three tribes, right? So she was an easy, she was an easy she vote. Got, she got put on over on the millennial it, tribe. That was, that was interesting because that, now that I remember that was the, because that was the majority of the Gen Xs or the millennials, right? Because that was with Chris, uh, David, uh, Zeke, and uh, Amanda, I think it is, Amanda. Yeah. And, and, and they flipped, right? So that was the first instance where you noticed that it wasn't Gen X millennial anymore, right? It was that trying to figure out who can I use regardless of age or, you know, like, like you know, just like, cause the big best example of that tribe was Zeke and Chris connecting on football, Oklahoma football, whatever it was. Yeah. But you saw it, it was that, yeah, it was Gen X and Alenio first. No one's like, I didn't even see, I had no idea the split, this split, you know, not like merge. It was a merge split kind of thing. I don't even know how you describe it. 
and and I was kind of like, this is great. Shake up, you can call it like a merge or a tribe shake up. Exactly, but I, it was also like almost in a sense like perfect timing for like because Ken and Ken and Jessica got put on the same team, and that was huge because they were they were still on the bottom on the Gen X tribe. Um, uh, David got separated right from those people, right? Like Chris kind of got separated from those from that group. So, you know, he was kind of on his own, kind of to figure it out. So everyone was kind of forced to change their game up because they were, you could tell right away, everyone was solidified in their millennial Gen X, you know, with the millennials. Like, I, I can't even believe Fakey and Taylor, of course, went on the same tribe, like good for productions, because that's like what, you know, extra time with those two is what you want to see, right? But with, right. you know, but then you see like, you know, Jay fighting for himself, but like Takala, you know, like you, you see like down at the bottom there, right? Like, uh, what's, what's, what, who's that? Michaela before the merge goes out, right? That was the only one that went up from that tribe, right? Yes. And, Correct. but yeah, like that was the thing. Like, I think that CC was probably the last least threatening because who after that, who was the next person? It was Figgy, right? Figgy was voted out next. Figgy went after yeah. CC. Yeah. And that was the thing, right? So you went to the other tribe, you know, it was the, uh, uh, the old Gen X tribe. And and Adam flipped on in the millennials because he knew that those two like the it was the thing that baffled my mind was that like and I like I as Dave mentioned before like I've watched a lot of the challenge and the challenge you know a lot of these contestants they do play consecutive seasons way more than Survivor contestants do, um, and a relationships are a big part of that right they do have like they've had battle of the X battle of the X seasons and all that in the past so. You know, when it's a season like, you know, the shows like Survivor and it's a lot, it's all new cast and you stand out right away as, as a, as a, as a power couple was baffling. Cause you know, in the other show, you know, you've proven yourself, right. And you've already made a statement. You're scared. Like people are scared of you. Right. And they're going to leave you alone till later on. Well, like you're kind of showing the beginning Well, you're two votes and this game is, is, you know, there is competition. Right. But you know, like the challenge, as I say, is, is more competition than social. Uh, slash political and survivor is more social political slash uh, uh, competition, All right? Because you know those hidden immunity idols, right? Um, votes are a big part of it, especially in the end uh, of the competition. Right? That's how you know the, the winner is is found. But yeah, like splitting Figgy up was great on Adam's part. He knew when to do it. He did it when he had the numbers because if they had gotten to the merge and Figgy and Taylor were still together, those two wouldn't have been split up because Jay will. All you know, like that group from before would have come back, and they like Figgy and Taylor would have they would have gone a lot farther, I think. Isn't it interesting that the, the beginning of the, the vote outs here, okay, just demographic wise, guys, okay. The first girl was an was an Asian girl, then it was another Asian girl, then it was a white man, then it was another Asian girl, then it was a black the oldest guy. It was the, the, oldest, guy. the oldest guy, yeah. Uh, 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 then it was another Asian woman. Then it was a, a black woman. Then it wasn't a white woman. Then it was a black woman. Then it was a white woman. Then it was a white man, a white man, white woman, white white man, white man, white woman, white man, white man, white man, white woman. Jake, Jake kind of looks. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there are like. I, I, I never. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't process it like that. I think like for me, it's more. I just think it's a bad impact on the game. Like Paul's old and stuff, right? But his social game was very strong when he got voted out. Absolutely, but like what my point is that, and this happens a lot in Survivor, okay? Where the, the why does this happen? What, no, it just I'm not asking why. It just it does happen a lot, and it's I don't think it's on purpose. 
Um, but I do think that um, when you put a bunch of uh, a majority white cast together, right, and you only have a, a certain few minorities, and this actually this season has more than usual. That usually at the beginning of the game, the minorities get voted out. Um, and that's what happened here. Uh, and uh, it was talked about at the time when I watched this season. I remember it was like a big thing. Like it was on Twitter. I think, I think they're voted out because they're jury threats. I think you're probably right, too, Dave. And I also think that it's a it's a mindset, like uh, as far as like, um, you know, like stay with your own type thing, even if you're not meaning it. You know, like it's like what's familiar you know that 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 those sort of things right and uh i do think but i think there's a whole like who do i think i can beat I, probably yep. absolutely and who but like i think they all thought probably thought they could have probably beat paul but you know they don't want to keep him around you know <laughs> you know what i mean like so and it's just interesting all like all the women got picked off at the beginning of this game hannah it's amazing that she got to the end of the game it was like it was her and sunday were the only people really in the jury you know, like and Jessica, I guess the rest were all men, and and, and it's like the demographics do kind of they're interesting to look back after the the, the season because, um, it, it's interesting to see the way they cast it and then the way the votes came down when you just look at a list. Well, that's interesting perspective because you know, obviously, some you know, as I watch other seasons, right, to kind of look out for in terms of the peck, which I've actually already seen in the in the in the um. Season uh, next season, I've already started watching. I'll mention that uh, at the end. Um, but that's interesting, though, know, because it, it, it to on face value to me, you know, I'm looking at the threat of the game, right? But on that other level, though, right? There's that comfort of similarity in, you know, competitive. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I I know what you're trying to say, Jeff. There's that demographic that is isolated in a sense, um, not just this season. I mean, how often do they have two Asian women on the season? And they went out one, two, you know? So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence is what I'm saying. I, don't, I, I do think they look at like Asian people, especially have a stereotype of being smart. And I do think that they look at them as a threat, especially like uh, Mari was a gamer. She was a professional video game player. And they were all talking about how she was like this strategic threat. And I do think that, that, that like her identity played a part in why she got voted out um and, and i think it happened a lot in survivor is and this this season i remember it was a big deal i remember people really noticed it any thoughts on that <laughs> what about you dave are you barely talking <laughs> how <old> are you <laughs> i i'm listening i'm listening hey um yeah i think that if there is any trend to that i think that it's Probably everything you just said, Jeff. Like I probably, I pretty much agree with you. Yeah. Um, also, I thought this season was interesting, uh, just because the people that I was initially cheering for, which are the people who got to the end, the most interesting people, because I want the most yes. interesting players to survive to the end, and I want to see that play out. I don't. I want to see. So as much as we can cut off the people who are not interesting to me, players like. Figgy players right. like even CC. Uh, I, I kind of remember Paul. Um, I don't remember Rachel, but who remembers the first boot? Uh, anyway, right. Um, I, I don't really remember Sunday. Like I saw her and I was like, I don't really remember her. Mich Michelle? You know? Sunday, Sunday was like that. She was kind of like that. 
mother of the camp role, you know, feel good vibes, you know, no one wanted, like she didn't know enemies kind of situation, you know, like she was attached to Brett, you know, at the hip, you know, she was at the bottom of that five person alliance with, at the beginning with Paul, Chris, and I think it was Jessica or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, it was, or Lucy, I don't know, something like that, but. I do think yeah, I, 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 I do think certain characters like Days Right got to the end that were interesting. That's why the season's remembered as a good one. Um, like Brett is Labelle. I've met him in person. He's like a really fun, exciting kind of good TV character. I think um, David Wright. Obviously, everybody was I was cheering for at the time. I wanted him to win. Um, but like there were also duds like Hannah and like Ken were kind of like yeah. They were like whatever. They, you know, like Ken, Ken was a a, a a showpiece, obviously, and a, a a competition fiend. But once again, as I said earlier, like he didn't play the game until he needed to. You know, if he had his name, then he would do something about it, right? Or someone would come talk to him. Like it didn't seem like he was a very proactive player. And and I, you know, and I'll say and I'll get into this a little more later. Right? And like as you, and Hannah, I thought had very little impact. I I think that she was kind of you know, a little overconfident in her, in her ability. Maybe she had to be in the final, but we're going to talk about it a little bit later. But you're right. Like, there were some characters, but, like, I was, for me, like, you know, seeing Jay on the challenge, uh, you know, I knew who the winner was going in watching the season. I don't know all the winners for all the seasons, but I knew this one uh, uh, was going to be Adam. Um, so that was kind of, like, that was kind of, a you know, interesting that, you know, he's going to go far, right? But he's still, it was kind of watching him solely, right, trying to see his gameplay. Which was very, um, I think. I think that when he hit the uh, the split of the uh, of the joint tribes, that's when he really kicked off. Um, and he was obviously like a player. David finding, like I said earlier, find the two idols. Like he was, I was rooting for him too, right? Like in a sense, right? Like he was, you know, you wanted him to stick around because he did turn into a political threat. And in, in Adam said it later on in the season, he was a, a, a competition threat as well, except for swimming. You know, he could he could pretty much you know he he did pretty much did it all right. So he was the real good feel good story of of the season. Um, but like I said, I, I was like I said, I was cheering for Jay, um, Adam. Like I said, it's hard to cheer for someone who you know is going to win. Um, you, know, you kind of just watch him in that sense, right? Uh, David, like you said, um, like I I feel like there wasn't as many personalities memorable, but it, like I said, it was just. The season itself, I felt from almost start to finish, the game, the gameplay was always there. There was somebody yeah, trying to take the wheel and take, you know, and, and control the game, or you know, but but it was also that there was always more than one threat at once, right? There wasn't just like everyone knows there's one or two people we got to target, right? There's like three yeah. or there's like three or you know whatever, and then that person, one person would go out, and then someone would come in, right, or another person would come in over that, right? So I, I looked at it just in terms of the the gameplay itself was was quite was quite uh, uh, was quite captivating. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I, I think you're like this is this is regarded well as a season. But Jeff, uh, to, you know, I think to your point, there are a lot of not so memorable characters, and maybe some of the early voting out was a little suspect. I'm down on this season. I think the pre-merge of this season is boring. Um, I don't like no, it. You can't say that. The pre-merge because the best part of the pre-merge right before the merge, which I thought was Chase elimination of Michaela, which yeah. I thought was absolutely yeah. hilarious because he 
just was like, yeah, I, I did it. Right, but that, 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 that's one out of uh, seven. And th- I agree. The But you need more than one out of seven for me to like your pre-merge. Um, you oh, know? Okay, well, I, okay, I'm not saying all of them here, right? But I I would say Michaela, and I would say Figgy at least, as at least a second. But I, okay. I, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go far. I wouldn't say majority, but you're right, though. The first five votes were boring. No, um, yeah, you're right. Paul was, was a little bit of a blindside. That was the only, I guess, difference, if you will. But other than that, though, you're right. They were born. Did they all know how to play? Sure, but that doesn't mean that doesn't constitute for like entertainment and like um always, right? Like it does sometimes. But like what really matters is personalities and effective personalities. That's why these winter seasons or returning seasons work because we already know these people. We know what they bring to the show. They know how to bring themselves to the show. A lot of these people get on the Survivor and they don't know how to sell themselves on TV. That's why David did so well because he's a television writer. He understands TV, so he was really good at selling himself. Um, you know, other people just are not good at this, and some people, some of these people win, and and then we get to a point where we're like, well, I don't really like that person as a winner, even though they probably may, may have played the game really well on the beach, but how they told that story to us on TV was terrible, and that's why we have like winners like Fabio, who was a, terrible at telling the story to the camera, but was it was good at playing the game there. You know, and so like we get that sometimes in Survivor, and those are those seasons that suck. Um, that, you know, that for me, like that's why I hate One World. I feel as, as much as I think Kim is like a good player, I feel like she's terrible at, uh, and she, she works in TV. But I don't like her as like a narrator. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, I get other people like I, her. I didn't like watching her in One World. No, she did, I hate that season. It's my least favorite season, and and this season reminds me a lot of One World, but it's better. It, it is better uh, because there's better. Way better. It is way better than One World. No, no, but it, I agree. But it reminds me of the same feel of um, certain. I don't know why. It's just like I have like I have a Nicaragua vibe from this season too. Um, it's just not, it's in like the bottom 15 for me, for sure. Like, I mean, I, I just don't like it that much. I like David. I like, Brett, I like certain characters, but the overall season, I was not satisfied at the end. Um, that's for me. I'm a hardcore fan though. And like, I only like, like really, really like, um, you know, half the seasons probably where I go. I, I, I really enjoy that season, you know? So hey, well, I'm, I'm going to flip it on you, Jeff, if I, if I may. Because as sub, like I said, because you know, coming from the challenge, and as I mentioned before, the challenge, like I said, so many of the contestants have continued the seasons. Like there was a guy on the season, twentieth uh, season, right? Because he's that likable, right? Like you know, talking, you said Jeff, the better seasons are the returning seasons, right? Because those players know how to sell, right? Those, you know, that's why they're bringing them back, whether they're winners or not. They have some sort of personality to them. And that's, you know, the challenge is a big part of that, right? Where they have these continuing players. There's no one close to 20. I think it's maybe like 12 or 14 or whatever, right? But there are, they have rookies. They have players from Big Brother now, right? Like this past season, whoever knows Big Brother, I know Jeff and Dave watched Big Brother, right? It was like uh, Fessy, uh, Bailey, uh, Swaggy C, uh, mm. uh, Josh, who he's, he's now been on a few seasons from Big Brother, um but like you said it's that it's that personality right like, like the thing about the challenge is that they already know the personalities they're getting on the show right because from something else right but survivors yeah. hit and miss. 
So the reason what I'm bringing that up is that when I watch this season, the reason I think it's, you know, in my mind so far as a, as a good season is because I'm completely flipping what I'm used to in terms of reality shows, because all this is new cast. It's strictly gameplay. There's no quick majority. You know, you don't know anybody, right? It's all new that, but that's different to me from a, not from a hardcore fan perspective as you are, Jeff, right? What you're not, you're, you know, you're critiquing season by season after season, right? Where, you know, I, I've now developed this new appreciation for the show coming back to it because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, the challenge is mostly competition with a lot of returners every single year. You know, it's not always the same thing. Don't get me wrong. But with the with Survivor and as I watch other seasons, you know, with returners and stuff, um, like, the, like the one I actually am watching right now, uh, it was completely different for me. And that's what really kind of got me back into it in terms of because that social political aspect there was it was that's what it was all about in that it wasn't really much about personalities but then again you know i'm that's one of how many seasons right i'm like you know of how many seasons you've watched already at that point right so i see what you're saying but i counted your point with another point no that makes sense and you, you know, i i get that like i i stopped watching survivor for a long time and then i went back to it and i think i started watching again around season 19 or 20 when russell was doing his thing Mm-hmm. And I stopped for like the the whole teens of Survivor. I stopped watching. I stopped watching around the the Palau era because I I didn't like that the what, where Survivor was going at that point. I wasn't a big fan. I didn't like Palau. I didn't like uh, Vanuatu was a good season, but like not not my favorite. Um, the Guatemala one, like all those seasons in that era, turned me off Survivor. So then when I went back and I started to watch like. Um, like 1920 18 is a good with uh token chains like all those seasons i think survivor found its legs at that point and then and then it was like a, a like a big drop off for the mid right and then and then i figured it out after that again and then millennials yeah. gen x is kind of like right in that moment right after when when's kagi on i feel like it's like 31 or 32 isn't it 29 it's 20 years 28, I think that's if I remember. Yeah, I think that's 28. 28 is Kage. I think Gen X is 33, I believe. Kage, right? Yeah, so Kagi yeah. on to here is like another kind of like golden era of Survivor, I would say. Um, now, I the, the, this is again to me, it's like a wave, and this is where it starts to go back down again, and then and then it goes back up and goes back down, right? But, um, I don't know. so right now, so like now. In that in that theory that you just had today, like once again, in this season that just happened, do you mm-hmm. think it's a peak, or do you think we're going into we're already going into a little next season? There's no way that next season is it, the, you know yeah, whenever they film it. No, there's no way the next season is going to be as good as this last one. I don't think this last one was like was like the Olympics of Survivor. Oh, I'm not I'm not, I'm not just saying. I'm just saying like, but as I say in the wave, right? But what I'm saying is, is that do you think that at the peak here, right? Do you think it's going to drop, or do you think it's going to gradually, you know, like do you think it's going to be really bad? Is what I'm saying. Like, do you think you're? Are you really? Do you think it's going to be a letdown? I think it'll depend on um, what they do with their themes and stuff, and whether or not they're willing to. I I feel like they need to to send things back. A little a little bit more old school i want to see a final two again i want to see 
I want to see them keep the tribes together longer. I don't want to see these swaps happen all the time. They annoy me. I mean, keep the characters together more. Um, that that's tell what. I, yeah, tell a story instead of just swapping everybody all the time. We get the the, the like the novelty of the swaps are are not as good i get why they do it because they want everybody to meet each other and so when they come to the merge that at least some of these people have met but i prefer the tribe mentality where like heroes versus villains did this really well where they they separated them all the way into the merge so by the time they got to the merge there was like there was clear lines but you know it, it makes it for me it makes the merge more interesting um the tribe has spoken exactly that's right thank you jeff um you know, so like uh, this season, you know, they again, like they did a lot of the, the, the telltale things of the new school survivors, you know, format where they're they're swapping people early. The the beginning of the the season is pretty boring, but then once it gets into the merge, it really rolls because they have good characters. You have the Zeke, you have Jay, you have Brett, you have David, you have you know, you have good characters, but then you have annoying characters that I don't care about, like Will and and. <laughs> He's 18 uh, years old. Yeah, I don't care that he's 18 years old. Like this is tell us a lot. This doesn't tell me anything about you. Your age is an arbitrary number. I mean, I don't care that you're young. I get it that you're yeah, but tell me about your 22. Yeah, tell me about yourself at the you know exactly what's going on with you now. What who are you other than you're young? I mean, um he worked at the ice cream shop. I mean, he really shouldn't have been cast. I mean, uh, I hate to say it, but he really should not have been on this show. Well, um, just they had to do the, the bare minimum for millennials, right? That's uh, pretty much what it was, right? Like you did, like nearly a peak for you know Gen X, if you will, right? But you right. know, let them killing over. But Between Will and Paul, but, uh, yeah, both those guys probably shouldn't have been on this season. Um, uh, but at the same time, you better be ready. Right, I was uh, doing a calculator. You know, like, for, like I, I remember uh, there was a lot of religious religious people in this season too, guys. By the way, and now I'm I'm starting to remember. I remember the Sunday was like she's a youth pastor. I know that uh, the Michelle girl was a a missionary recruiter. They mm -hmm. had you know they had all this religious stuff going on in, in this uh, season as well, and then they had a bunch of lawyers. They, uh, Chris Hammonds is a lawyer, and uh, Jessica is a district attorney. I mean, like, so they had like all these different and then uh, cops and, you know, so like I, I get it. I mean, I like I like the season all right, but like for me, it's just it doesn't really get good until the merge and even like halfway through the merge, uh, because then we get to like see what's gonna happen between like Zeke, Jay, Brett, David, Hannah, Ken, and then Adam, obviously, you know. So like th those were the main characters for me that were good. The Rock Draw episode is fantastic. What did you think about the Rock Draw episode, Josh? Oh my good. Well, let's go back to the th uh, who was the we're just what I remember who was the first one voted out after the merge. Michelle was. Michelle uh, was okay. So Michelle was, and then it was Taylor. 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 Okay, so yeah, so then yeah, because the Rock one, yeah, because the Rock one's a little bit because Rock one's Jessica, correct? Yeah, Jessica was the rock draw one, which that was probably the, the best episode of the season for me. Uh, it was most exciting. It was heartbreaking too. Uh, for anyone to lose that way, it would suck. Oh my god! Like I, I was when it got to that point, right? Because you see Michelle go, you see Taylor go, 
right? You're seeing that millennial, you know, like that after figgy, you know, aligns, if you will, right? Jay's pretty much the only one left, sort of will as well. Mm-hmm. And and then and then they get Chris, right? Because they, they they realize we gotta get Chris now, right? Right. So they're going to that council, and I remember because it was the two sides, right? And it what it was, it was uh, Zeke and it was Hannah, right? It was split the vote, right? And no one would waver. And I'm I'm sitting there, and I remember because I remember the the reaction of you know it was Will, it was the biggest, it was like you don't don't do this, you know, like I'm not leaving, whatever, right? And and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, how can you guys not come to a decision, right? Like. I, I just I don't under, I I couldn't understand more so I guess Hannah because I didn't understand her value like Zeke you know was kind of leading that group whatever right but like I don't I, I didn't understand why it got to that point and then and then Jessica in my opinion out of the ones that were available because I and also wasn't that was the one too that uh, David plays his second idol for a different person and it was Ken who didn't need it right. well, Ken doesn't have to do the rock draw right because uh, he gets the immunity idol. And, and you're looking at everyone and, you know, there was maybe other outside of, outside of Jessica, like there was maybe like David, um, maybe like a Jay and there was like one or two other ones, right. That were like, if they went home by the rock, you know, that would have changed the game completely. But I don't think Jessica going home right. changed it that much. No, it w- it's almost what it would have been. I think the Survivor should have brought her back the next season instead of Michaela. They ended up bringing Michaela back for Game Changers. They should have really given it to Jessica. I mean, I know they, they can't do that, they, but like, I mean, I mean, that, you haven't seen Game Changers, right, uh, Josh? No, I haven't seen Game Changers yet, no. should watch it. You should watch it when, like, when they do this where they they have a season and then they bring two people back from that season for the next season. You should watch that season like almost next because it's because it, 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 you know that's kind of cool because you already know these two guys and then I know some of these other people because they're returnees. Right. Right. Josh, what what do you think of uh, Zeke? I thought Zeke was interesting because, like I said, like my 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 limited experience with Survivor, right, which is you know glimpses of heroes versus villains you know snippets of samoa um and then that terrible run of like 21 to 24 25 right um and with zeke he stood out like he in a good way but the the thing about this season that once again i never really saw in the other seasons i watched was that everybody was playing right so as much as Zeke had control, is and you may or may not agree with me because I don't I haven't watched all the seasons, but it seems like usually when you're in that position, you could last longer than Zeke did, right? And and yeah. it, like Zeke kind of like put himself up there, and everyone kind of noticed, right? And then Adamus, you know, you know, everyone was rallying, right? David's that other figurehead, if you will, and I think I'm I, I'm happy that David made it over Zeke. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Zeke was good, but I'm happy that it kind of ended it where it did. Yeah, I, yeah you know, I felt the same way. You know that Michaela will go to Game Changers now, but uh, also Zeke will be one of the people to go to Game Changers. Zeke goes to Game Changers? Yeah, Zeke and Michaela are the returnees from this season. Oh, okay. And that and that that kind of makes sense in turn that you know, I guess because they are, you know, very vocal where Michaela especially is very dominant in the uh, competitions. 
Um, Zeke was very social, very likable. Um, you know, like he's and he hit it off like, you know, with like once again, I think he was the big reason why that after the split um uh tribes, you know, him and Chris connected and they they got out uh uh CC, right? That was the that was a big thing, right? I thought, right? Like, I don't think Michelle couldn't have done that. Michelle couldn't have flipped and and got her out, right? Um Probably not. But, you know, like when you go back though, when you see when Zeke goes, because when Zeke went, like, um, Will was the deciding factor. And Zeke, or sorry, Will, in classic 18 year old form, wants to, he needs to, like, he, up to that point, he did nothing pretty much, right? Like, he had helped with the Michaela blind side. And, and, and other than that, he was follow, he's a follower, right? So he was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta do something, I gotta do something, right? But just like Zeke, right? Like he put himself right on top, right ahead of Zeke, and he was the next one to go. Just like earlier in the season when Lucy went right after Paul, because Lucy did the exact same thing Paul did, right? And it was just that it was one of those seasons that that I found once again. It was just like no one really learned, you know. Like everyone was kind of like putting themselves up too high without really thinking. Can I really solidify that group of people? And it was never, I don't, it was never really solidified, even up till the end with Ken, right? Uh, and David. So it was kind of like that, it was always changing these alliances, right? Everyone was kind of flipping, right? Like the flip flopper, right? As, as, as Hannah was called. Um, but Zeke was, well, Zeke was good. Will was, what can you say? Like, you know, he, he was like, he was relevant to what, two, the two episodes, you know? Like, the, he, the, he made like, it pretty far for considering. Will? Yeah, he did good. Like he did win that one individual immunity. Like when when they hit the merge, and he thought he was going to you know be eliminated. Like that was clutch and everything, right? I don't know. Like just like I said, like I just felt like his, there was you know this whole cast, right? No, this whole cast, and that's how much was gameplay, right? So and there's that half of really good, and then I think Will's in that bottom half, right? Where he still was a game player, he still made some some impact, but he didn't. I don't know, like it wasn't as in, like it wasn't as much. I felt I don't know because then you know after Will, you've got who was after Will? Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Sunday, right? And that was because of Brett, because they wanted to break those two up. That was that was the only reason why. Sunday was just flying under under the radar, and she was the last, I guess, floater, if you will. That's what the that's what the season was. They kept they kept like going after the person who's under the radar. They're a big threat to win because they're so under the radar. And then at the end, all these big threats were like we're we're going against each other, which which was was interesting. But like, I mean, there's well, I, there's a lot of goats in this season. I mean, in my opinion. Well, I and I I think so. Up until if you wanted to screw up a little bit there, Dave. So up until the Jessica vote, there was three idols. Three people had idols. I could not believe it. And only, I think at the time, Jay's was revealed to one or two people and David was revealed to one or two people, right? No one knew about Adam, right? And then when he plays that idol, I'm like, okay, well, let's see what happens, right? And no idol is played for such a long time. I can't believe it. Like until Sunday gets voted out, right? Because that's when Jay plays the idol, you know, foolishly because Adam tricks them into playing it, right? But I thought that, David, because David had two, but even when he, had, he got his second one, I thought David, Jay, and Adam held on to their idols for so long, meaning that there weren't many idols this season, but I could be wrong with that statement. 
Yeah, this was like this is like in the era of lots of idols. Like you know, um, if if you know, there was like an evolution to how many idols were in the game, and by this point, 2016, there was so many. So yeah, there wasn't, but it didn't seem like there was that. Like, but this game though, because there was what maybe five or six played, because they never had to play them early, because the the, yeah. the early were so straightforward. And yeah. that's the thing, right? Is that I just it was interesting because there was a few moments where it was kind of like. Well, if I was in that situation, if I was Jay or maybe Adam, you know, maybe even David at one point, I think, like, I would have played it, right? But I, I just kind of was like, I was kind of fascinated to see how they were all still, like, you know, and there was the two, then there was the one, but they were still, they, they held on to it very long. I thought if Jay did not play it during the Sunday vote and, and, and just took a chance, I think he would have gone to final three. Uh, probably. Yeah. Oh, probably. I had. I remember I had Jay. I think in our draft that year, and I, I was going for Jay, but Jay. Was yeah, and even like his, and, and, and that's the thing, right? Like he he did his big thing, like you know, he didn't really have, in my opinion, a big political game. Once his once Figgy left, once Taylor left, you know, Will was kind of doing his own thing eventually, right? But Jay kind of like wasn't was a kind of a lone wolf, right? But he was he solely got by up until that point. You know, because he had an idol, you know, presumably, for, for a lot of people, because he didn't know, a lot of people knew at the time, up until Will told people, um, but his competitions, right? And that's what, you know, he actually, as a rookie, you know, he actually did pretty good at the challenge because he's so good at competitions, right? But that's all he was, right? Like he didn't, ha he wasn't an overall rounded player, in my opinion, right? No, I, I seem to remember Jay hanging out with a lot of, he had like a whole bunch of like uh, lady uh, players that he would just hang out with all day. Yeah, he had Michaela. Michaela. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he, was, uh, he was having a millennial spirit. You know, he's just having you know good time. Michelle, Michelle Michaela, and they, and they took him. away all his weapons early. Yeah, all yeah. Jay's weapons. Those were Jay's shields. Yeah, right? yeah he, he was built, and and he also had Taylor and Figgy. Yeah. And then the, all those people got picked off, and yeah. because uh, they they saw that if they didn't do it, they were going to get ponder, you know, um, uh, pagonged. Exactly, uh, they, like old people too. You know, so they knew they saw that early, and then you know because they didn't do it early enough, right? The first, like I said, the first five votes were where the Figgy and Taylor were running the show, deciding who was going home. Yeah, Every, you know, uh, you know, for the, well, not, not 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 in their vote. Well, they did with the Mari vote. And then the other um, three votes were Gen X votes, but they, the Gen X tribe seemed like a mess to me. I mean, they didn't really seem like well, they, yeah, they got but they got decimated, right? But yeah. then what was left over? The players that were left over, like Chris and David and and I guess Jessica and uh, Ken, Ken, um, you know, like they kind of picked up the pieces and they manipulated the uh, millennials after the sh the tribe shake up really well because yeah. the millennials had the numbers, but they didn't stick together. They ended up going kind of at each other. Yeah. And the what was left over uh, after like the competition phase of the heavy competition phase up front between the tribes um, was was pretty strong against these kind of dumber millennials. They also got separated. A lot of the people like uh, Michaela went to the green tribe. Uh, the, the Figgy and Taylor went to the purple tribe, and then Michelle was on the red tribe. So, like, they all they all got like separated from each other. That were the big yeah. audience, you know, that would have that would have stayed together, you know. I, I think the separation helped the Gen Xers way more than the millennials. Oh yeah, oh, like, 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 like as David scored, 
you know, uh, 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 Ken and Jessica scored. Um, you know, like Chris was maybe the only one, but he turned it around for himself, right? Uh, for the for the short term, but like WIU, yeah, so like the Millennials, you know, like they, like even Jay, like Jay did to not be with any of those guys. He was just Michaela, and he turned on Michaela. He had Will, but like, yeah, they they lost completely all of their um first five episode leverage momentum, if you will, right? Right. Yeah, like I thought so. I thought I was cheering for the Millennials because I'm. And so I was uh, going for it. But I kind of relate also with the Gen Xers because, you know, I'm not that far off from a Gen Xer. I have a lot of Gen X friends, and my wife's Gen X. And it was kind of a fun theme, I thought. So, uh, but then towards the end, that really didn't matter. But they kept trying to sell this theme, even in confessionals. Yeah. Like, you know, in the final six or final three, or whatever. like, what makes you a millennial? I love, I can edit YouTube, and uh, you know, there was all these stupid things they would say. And was, like, Ken is in the is, is in the Gen X tribe, but he's only thirty three. He's only slightly older than Hannah and Adam. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, I mean, the 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 casting was like, but Ken was funny. I remember they were like, "You probably think vinyl's better than uh, digital." He's like, "Vinyl is better than digital." You know, like, <laughs> like he kind of was that guy, you know. But he's also like a a model. Like he's like a a surfer dude kind of dude. You know, like he's just kind of, um, you know, he's not a, a lot of these people are intellectuals that are on this this uh, i find on this uh, season it's very they're very smart for the most part um but doesn't always show uh on this season because of the theme i find like they're like oh what makes you cool because you're young or what makes you smart because you're old it's just like, i don't know <laughs> just stupid. like you know that's my opinion it was kind of like what they were trying to fight figure out i don't know if they ever got quite to the answer of it or not but it was a good try um yeah, can we talk about these five? The final, I guess, uh, five as it is. Yeah. So, so what's like, that? So that's so we got. I don't want. I I don't particularly want to. Look, we talked about Jay and Sunday. Yeah, we is, talked about uh, Jay. Yeah, but they go to Brett. Yeah, but like Brett, like once again, like Brett, Brett was just there. Like Brett kept saying, "I'll do whatever you want. Do whatever you want." Like, yeah. I don't understand why everyone thought he was a threat because yeah, he had Gen X friends on the jury, but. All those jury people were pretty smart, like game wise, and they could easily see that Brett did nothing, just like they eventually saw, like Hannah did nothing or Ken did nothing, right? Like, it, or, you know, but it, it just Brett was kind of just he was easily the worst of the final five. Easily. Brett, Brett, and Hannah and Ken all needed to go to the end together, and they blew it when they voted out of Brett. When they voted out Brett, they blew that that vote because I think at that time David won immunity and i think adam had an idol and they knew it so they're like they, they had to flip on somebody and I, i'm pretty sure that's what happened and that's why brett went home um but if like that, that's what what often happens is like i find in the final five is you'll have three people who know they can't win there's one person who's clearly going to win and then there's another person that you know could also you know win if they if they have the the right you know the right final three um, and I think that's what happened this season. I think David was clearly going to win the season and everybody knew it. And then and what happened was Adam kind of like, sw- you know, swooped in and was able to get rid of both Brett and Dave back to back votes so he could go to the end in this final five. And th- that he, he was opportunistic and uh, smart. And he, he saw the best people to sit beside at the end. He won 10 zero. I mean, you went when you win a unanimous way. 
you did something right in the end game. The end game really starts in the final five. I, I think that I think that's true. I, but I think that's a I think because I think there was a sequence of three or four episodes before the final four or five that I think that changed Adam's game completely. And I want to break it down real quick. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So so here's the thing. I think for Adam, it all changed for him when it was the family reward love challenge. Oh, yeah. That's when I think it was the game changer because when he admitted to everyone, I have this advantage, I'm not going to use it, right? And when Jay took him after Jay won that, right, to the, you know, to the reward, um, I thought that was his, like, that was his turning point, Adam, right? That was the beginning of him accumulating his resume, right? Yeah. Because that, that first right there, was he got Jay's vote, right? By giving him, by sharing their war with Jay, like getting you know, his family and stuff, right? And revealing that. So that was the big one. That getting Jay's vote, that was number one, I think. Right. Um you want to talk about Adam, the final vote? No, not, not the final vote. Not we're not yeah, almost there. Almost there. Adam playing his idol for Hannah. I can't I can't remember exactly. I think it was which vote was that? That was who got voted out that one? It, he played his vote. His played his idol for Hannah, and he didn't need to. And I can't. I'm trying to think of which which uh, uh, vote out that was. So I thought I did it. It might have been before Zeke. I think it was what was what was right before Zeke, um, Dave. Uh, see, Jessica. Jessica. I think yeah, was, that, I think it was when Will got voted out. Yeah, so whenever he played his advantage for or his idol for Hannah to save her, right? That was useless, right? That was huge, in my opinion, because that, even though it didn't do anything, that completely solidified his trust with Hannah, right? And that's right. how Hannah got like that's why those two worked together so well in the end. And Hannah was like, "Oh no, I can beat Adam. I can beat Adam." Well, no, Adam knew that he could easily beat Hannah, right? And, 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 you know, so, well, then the other one was Adam pressuring Jay, tricking Jay into playing his idol, right? As much as I think that he got his vote earlier, right? By the way that he played that in flushing his idol out, right? When they voted out Sunday, was, I think, I think that was a peak of his pinnacle move. I was moves. Yeah. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. I think he he definitely played a good jury merge game, Adam. Yeah. Um, and he was definitely I think if if, if David and Adam had sat at the end together, I think David wins. And I think he I, wins, I think he wins pretty easily. Um but at saying that like I I don't like I don't feel like Ken and Hannah deserved no votes, but I get, I understand why he won 10 to zero, but I mean, this, it just goes to show like, yeah, like most of the people on the season were, you know, it was, it came down to two people. I mean, really, it really did. I mean, Sunday was never going to win. I mean, you know, Brett, Brett might've been able to win, but I'm not sure. It really came down to Adam and David, and and it was because before that it was Zeke was the big threat. Zeke had this alliance, and they were trying to take down Zeke's alliance because he he was a smart player. Zeke he was very crafty. He was very um, 
Yeah, but he would he would uh, form these secret alliances and then and then try to strike. And then people started to catch, catch wind of his plans, and then they, they that's why he went out when he went out. I remember him getting further to the into the game than is shown here, and so it just goes to show how important he was to the narrative of the merge because the other players I feel like were not narrating the show in the merge. Like he was like he was. No. Well, his rela- I think his relationship with Chris is that was the big one, because yeah. he got that relationship in the in the split, you know, tribe, whatever, right? Then they brought that to the merge, and then that's where I think that thing is kind of, you know, that's where he, you know, that where he was at his best, right? Right. Zeke lost the game when Chris Hammonds went out, and then Jessica lost the rock draw on back to back votes. Zeke was done after that. Uh, but if anybody it- was attached to Zeke was voted out after that. Right, but the, it really happened even before. Like Chris Hammonds got blindsided, so then Zeke had to scramble because he was going to be with Chris Hammonds, and then he had to scramble. So that's why the next vote was the Jessica vote that went went to a tie, and then when 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 that vote went to a tie, that was the game. That happens a lot in Survivor too. Like in Kagayan, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a merge vote. The first vote of the merge is like again one of these coming to a head votes, and whoever wins that vote you know has has a significant advantage you know you know as far as one side or the other and 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 those are always the most exciting episodes in survivor like because you know because both sides realize that you know i'm either on this side or i'm on that side and whatever side i get to be on usually wins uh and, and that's what that's what happened in this season there's some great episodes but overall not one of my favorites and that's and that's that that's fair to say, right? Because like, I I like I said because it was you know the perspective of you know coming from all this competition challenge, you know going to the survivor all political completely new cast, right? And that's what I I needed, right? In a sense, um, but you're 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 right, you know, in terms of the nitty gritty, like it, you know, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot to it, um, you know, it was very you know very cut and dry, you know, reward challenge, reward challenge. You know, like it was this, you know, the split tribe, right? Just to, you know, change it up a little bit. Um, but you're right, though. You know, to, you said it earlier, right? Like, we're, if David or Adam made it to that final three with Hannah or Ken, either with like 10, 10, nothing, no, no, no chance. Right. It was either one of those two. You're right. It was one of those two. Hannah, for whatever reason, you know, I don't, I, I and I kind of, I, I don't know if I said this earlier or not, but I feel like she, was overconfident because I think she had to be, right? Because it was like I'm 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 listening to her plea, right? She's like, "Well, I was part of these big decisions," but I'm like, there was like two or three times where you were like blindsided by the vote, like you didn't know, right? Because you weren't a part of the decision. When when you when you get are like a part of votes, kind of like Michelle was the last uh, season here on War, uh, Winners of War. When you're like that person that's like, yes, you're involved in the votes and you're always being talked to, but you never actually do anything. You're never leading a charge. You're 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 never the person to say, hey, I think we should vote this person out, or uh, uh, you're never the person to be forming the alliances. And you make it to the end no one's going to reward you like you know like and they probably shouldn't you know but to say you know so that's that those are always the people that stick around in the merge and that they're always the people that usually get to the final five because those are the people if you're smart if you're one of the two good players you want to bring those people because those are the people you want to sit beside because those are the people oh. you're 
going to beat, you know? So uh, I, uh, that's the problem with Survivor in a lot of ways because that's why I prefer the all returnee seasons because I want to see all good players and all dangerous players that any of them could win. Uh, that's what I like. Uh, the, um, but when, when we know certain characters just from the edit or just from the way they're playing cannot win, then it, and they're getting toward the final five or the final four or whatever you're gonna go okay well then it's really down to this person and this person or you know and and then it does can, can get exciting but i prefer all of them to be huge threats and, and i get you only get that every now and then yeah and that's interesting you know in terms of you're saying about you know you say you like about the return seasons right and unless either one of you have any other points to talk about for this season Yes, no. Not really. I just want to talk about Adam as a winner. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm tainted a little bit after, and I don't want to spoil Winner's War, of course, because, you know. But you didn't like the way he played in Winner's War compared to this season. I don't. So, so that's what's coming for you, Adam. Uh, it's the glory uh, of the season, maybe. Yeah, I, I was, I was interested to, I was getting, I was interested to think how he would perform, right? But it's obviously a much different setting, because when you think of, you know, and obviously, like, you know, you saw, obviously saw the winners, you know, all they're all like, they're all heavyweights, you know, like they're all very big, whether politically competition, you know, whatever it may be, right? And Adam, you know, he would, he is a great, you know, he's a good player, right? But he's. It's it's like he's like a he's an all around good champion, right? But there's not one thing that like step that makes him better, you know, like like um uh like like a child like a like a champion being super political, right? Or or co completely competition based, right? He didn't uh, he, didn't, he didn't like dominate this season, but he no, played he well. You know, like he played well. He played well, very, good enough to win. Good enough to win. Definitely respectable. I feel like a big part of why Adam won was because he was the only strategic player to make it to the final three. I also feel like it was his story. I mean, his mother dying of cancer. I mean, how do you not give that guy the million dollars? I mean, like, I, how do you, you know, like, uh, he had the best story by far, he, even more than David. He might have beat David. I might be wrong, but I don't. I don't think I'm wrong. I think David would have won had they sat together at the final three. Um, but I think the because the story was so um, moving that Adam winning was just like a nice, it was an, a feel good ending to like as far as like a season. Like it was like that guy deserved to win. I'm glad that guy won because he was going through a really hard time. And I mean, it was just like anytime you see anybody win something like Survivor where they win a million dollars, you want to feel like it had a purpose. Yeah, and, and I think Adam winning was like, oh, that. I mean, that's. I mean, that. It felt like it felt like good karma, good good juju, you know. No, I'm not. That's, that's true. I, I was I was fine with it. I would have been fine with David. You know, I don't know about anybody outside of those two, but without spoiling anything about about Adam in Winners of War, um, the thing about Adam is he's a super fan of Survivor. He loves Survivor in and out. He's like. Like you know, people who memorize baseball statistics, football statistics, and whatever, he knows Survivor like that. And so in this season, he's with all new people. But in Winners of War, he's with all these like people who've been on. He knew he grew up watching, right? And so it's a different. He's a different person, I think, on that season. Okay. 
He's more like he's very whiny in in Winners at War. He's kind of always upset. In this season, he's a lot more focused. In in uh, Millennium Switch, he's a lot more focused on the eye of the prize. He doesn't, yeah, like he's not. A, maybe it's a Star Trek Starstruck thing. Uh, it seems like a lot of the people in Winners at War annoyed him. Um, at least it, that's what the confessional showed. I mean, he especially who was it that he didn't like the most? It was um, Rob. Yeah, it was Boston Robin. There was one. Oh no, he didn't like Ben. Yeah, he he was not a fan. Um, so like, uh, you know that that happens. Though, I guess. I mean, so sometimes you clash with. Um, I think it helped him in this season because he was playing with a lot of people his age. They don't usually cast this many people in their twenties. There's a lot oh, of people in yeah. their twenties in this season. Uh, usually, most of the people are in their thirties. I find that they cast. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that if it was you know if it was another season where even half the cast was just returners, right? And half was new. I don't even know if he would even want to play a season like that. Right. Yeah. It's tough to say. Right. But you're right. He was at a very, he had a very, um, it was a great, it was a good game for him to be in. It's a good yeah. game. But the one, I, but I remember him mentioning at the end, cause he was, he was mentioning about, he tried to get on a different season. Cause he said he wanted to get on blood versus water. What I thought was interesting because it was half returner. That that one's half returners and half new. Did he did he want to get on with his mother and then? Yeah, that's what he said, but I, I didn't real. Like, yeah, I didn't. He said that, and then I and then that's actually the show. Trying to segue here. That's the that's the one I'm rewatching now. Is Blood versus Water. But yeah, and then I didn't the first one or the second one. Uh, the it would be the second one, right, Dave? So see the twenty seven. You're so you're talking about the one with the returnees, right? Yeah, I believe that was, that was the first one. Oh, that was the first one. Oh, there's a second one after that. The second one is San Juan Sir. San Juan uh, del Sir, the one with Jeremy and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I just started. I just started Blood versus Water, so that's like, and actually, those are some of those actually characters from when I used to watch, right? So, you know, Colton. You know, we'll talk. I'm not gonna get into all that, right? But in this one, right? But yeah, it is already. You could tell, you know, because I've been watching that already. A completely different feel uh, of control. You know, by you know, because once again, they ha even though it's half the one side is you know returns, the other side is not. Right? So you definitely get the different perspective of you know experience versus not experience, right? Whereas you know someone like Adam and Millennials versus Gen X, who you could say had the most experience going in because he was a super fan, right? He had he had an sense advantage, right? Like he actually like he found the idol before that one fi that final tribal council because he knew it was out there. He knew it would probably be out there, and he took a look and he found it, right? Right. Like, no, I, I think that, yeah, like, there's a lot to be said about, like, just being out there, going, hustling, working hard. I think that uh, people who work hard in that game, who every day, like, every day they're out there, every minute they can, are the ones who win more often than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I, I think every now and then a person wins because they go on a, a, a competition run or they find idols like back to back to back. Uh, that happens a lot too because they were the underdog. They were going to be voted out, but then they did this. You know that that happens a lot too, and that that sometimes has something to do with strategic play. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes wins the respect of the jury at the right time. Yeah, it just wins. The, it's all about respect. I mean, it's really what it it, it comes down to, and uh, a lot. It really helps that if you didn't. I mean, if you got the blood on your hands, if you did it in a way where you weren't perceived as an asshole, um, Adam pretty much did, right? Like for the most part, 
no no one really was angry at him i thought no because because the the whole vote uh for the most part going down the merge was to get rid of zeke's alliance and then it was like everything was focused on david after that so like the heat was never coming at adam you know like uh throughout the whole season and for him to win it was kind of like well he never really had his back against the wall i felt like in this season he was kind of always playing the middle he was smart you know it's exactly yeah, shield in front of him right he had the david or the J or the zeke right yeah like had those guys like as he said like you know like he planned it that way or however he worded it because he knew that you know he needed those guys to be bigger threat than him up until the end right and he it was final for david and, and the way that he worded it or it seemed like he wanted him out sooner right like i guess before brett right um right. but you know to, like once again that like the other thing i thought was really funny too was him saying i i, I want in that final immunity challenge that it was the, which i thought that was the one thing that was probably the highlight of the season for hannah was going head to head with ken in mm -hmm. that uh, sudden death round, right? That was probably the highlight yeah, right. of the season. But I thought it was funny because Adam was saying, he's like, oh, I was just trying to make sure David lost. And in my mind, I'm like, "There's like, what could you have done to make him lose, right? Other than make sure you're ahead of him, right? In the, in the, in the bulls, right? But it, it, it could, it, it could have went one of two ways. You know, if David won, he would have gone to the final three with Adam probably and beat him, right? Because if David won that immunity, then, you know, I don't know if Hannah would have flipped on Adam, but, you know, it would have been Ken, David, Hannah. Maybe. I don't know, right? But maybe, maybe. Yeah, like, I always wonder about these things. So what would have been, what could have been? I don't think, I don't know. think both of them would have been in the final three. Because even when it was the I final would've... four, like, it was going to be a fire, it was going to be a fire making challenge up until we revealed that Ken was, you know, he, he uh, tilted it in Adam's favor. Yeah, like my dream final three here is Zeke, Adam, and David. I'd say, in terms of yeah, um, that's a good one. But I, I'd probably swap Zeke out for Jay. I mean, that's just because of my, you know, watching him on, on the challenge and stuff, right? But I, I, I was rooting for Jay just because competition-wise, and when it mattered most, you know, he pulled that immunity. He had like three of a, three or four immunity wins, uh, you know, in that certain time period, right? You know, like yeah. he, you know, he had. I think the family reward challenge was was a huge stakes, and he won it. But that would probably be my swap out, other outside of David and um, uh, uh, David and Adam. Mm -hmm. Jeff, you got a perspective on that? Who would you have liked to have been the final three of this? I would have liked to have seen a final two between Adam and and David. Oh my god! I, but here's the thing, though, right? Like. The one thing that really baffles me, though, to kind of drives me is that if it was those two, let's just say, like you said, Jeff, right? Mm. Everyone saw David and knew what he went through, right? Everyone only found out about Adam, presumably, at Final Tribal Council, right? So how much you're going to that Tribal Council, probably already thinking Dave's going to win this. I'm voting for Dave. And then you get this bombshell of, of Adam in his, in his life story or his, his mom. And like, but how much has that changed the votes, if at all? I think it would have changed a few people's votes for sure. Um, like, I think Jay for, would have been for sure. 
I think a few people would have changed their vote. Uh, I think people like Brett would have stayed with like David, and like uh, there were certain people who said they were going to vote for David. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know though. Like you never know how people are going to vote in the moment. Um, it would have been close. It would have been probably six four or something like that. Yeah, I'm not, I, 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 but yeah, I think probably David would have won. Beat Adam, I think though, still. I do too, but I don't. I don't think it would have been like a sweep or like. Oh, no, 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 I don't think it would have been a sweep either. Um, and that, that, that's why it might have been the most interesting. Uh, I don't know. Like it was, like I said, I don't feel like the show had. I don't feel like the season had enough quality players. Uh, that's just how I feel about the season. Yeah, I think it did, but I think it had a lot of. Uh, what they're used to, what they can do. The like, like, uh, what was the. What's the next season here? Like uh, Game Changers. Game Changers. And then what's the season after that? What was the season before this one? No, the season after Blood versus Water is. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. After Blood versus Water. Okay. Cow Have you watched Cow Wrong, uh, Josh? No, that's before Millennials Gen X. I have not seen that one. Okay. So, yeah, very similar. I would say as far as like, again, like, yeah, these two seasons are not my favorites. I mean, they're, they're okay, but yeah, right now I'm going to watch. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the blood versus water. I've already started Kagan. Yeah. I'm going to think I'm going to go back to that and then flip between those two and uh, two different various seasons, right. But they're good in their own ways. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, but overall of this, like I said, from a fresh perspective, trying to get back in, from a political brand new, it's what I needed to get back into it. It's what I needed, but I know that 40 seasons, whatever, I'm 30 plus seasons, I got to watch whatever town life that ever happens, right? I'm sure it won't be in the top 10, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, All right. Like- well, every time you finish a season, Josh, let us know and yeah. we will have a podcast and we'll talk well, about definitely, that. Each season will definitely not be within three days of each other. I'll, I'll tell you that for free right now. <laughs> give us a, give can, us a minute can, to catch our breath. Three straight days continue. I'm every, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I'm a number of season, episodes in now to, to Blood and Water and, you know, just all I can say right now is just the same thing you said earlier, Jeff. It's just all, you know, right off the bat, men dominate. You know, like that, that's clear separation of, you know, so... But we'll get to that another day then. Yep, for sure. Yep. Thanks for having me, right. Mater Bros. Thanks yeah. for coming, Josh. This has been great. And we've enjoyed this a lot. And it's always good talking about the old times of Survivor because Jeff and I weren't sur- talking about Survivor uh, on podcasts back then. Uh, so now we can kind of revisit those days, which is nice. And there's no <laughs> content for foreseeable future. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, no. Yeah, you don't even know, right? It's it's one of those things. Like, what can you do? It sounds like Big Brother is going to uh, have a new season go into production pretty soon, but who knows? Yeah, they're re- they're renovating um, the house right now. Um, I do think uh, I would like to see a Survivor season shot in America, in like the woods, and like do like do like a camping. Camp style, like you know, like campground style. What are you thinking, like Colorado Rockies here, yeah. kind of thing, yeah. or if you go up to the Dakotas where there's no people, right? You, you're, they're gonna want to get away from the population centers anyway, mm-hmm. um, and they don't want to travel too much, obviously, probably. So, like, go up to like Oregon, even it wouldn't be that far. 
um and do like a yeah like now the th- problem is like there's wildlife so they would need to figure out some sort of safety protocols and stuff but there, there's wildlife in in these um why don't you why don't you just you know make a canadian come across the border go like to banff national park or something like that you know like just you know that you know, like if you watch the show alone they go they go to canada a lot for that show interesting because it's a lot of wilderness obviously up here right so sure. yeah you know, so I do think that it would be cool if they did that one time for Survivor. Um, they've never done, a, they've never done a, 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 like not frozen, but a cold area, have they? It's always been sunny, right? It's always one of those tropical kind of places. Yeah, they've always talked about that. They said they would never do that, which I understand. But if they did like yeah. a, summer, a summer camp style, um, that would be cool, I think. Like base of the mound kind of deal, right? Like you can see the snow, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. It's tough to say. It would need enough space to, like, you know, set up all the challenges, obviously, and yeah. all that stuff. But like, I do know, like, it, just on a quick little last little note here, like, I do know a long, like, I can't remember on the challenge, they actually did a season in BC, right? Obviously, it's not Survivor, you're not living in the elements and stuff, right? But in terms of the, you know, the concept of that kind of, you know, just that type of environment of a reality show like that, right? It was, it was nice. It was, you know, I thought it was pretty, it was different kind of pace, right? But I think the big thing, though, is, you know, with Survivor, it's that tropical beach, you know, it's that, you know, sand, you know, fishing, um, you it's know, bikinis, let's face it. I mean, that's a big part of what sells this show. Uh, well, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I can see those, you know, up in, uh, you know, up in the mountains and stuff, right? But yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Josh. This has been a great uh, first episode of catching up on Survivor with Foster. So we love it. Uh, on some, and so just let's yeah. I guess next one is Blood versus Water one. Um, so uh, when we're done that one, we're talking. Yeah, I don't know whichever one I I, I whichever you finish first. You have to. Lose I don't it. know. I got I got I got to feel it out. You know, like we're there are two different seasons and. Uh, uh i don't know you know like you got tony on the one hand right seeing him in his prime right i would and rather you finish that water, i got a few filler faces <laughs> from the old days when i used to watch right so it'll be uh it'll be a tough it'll be tough we'll see what happens kagayan's definitely like top five season I, that's what i i've already got that feeling i'm gonna think of uh, three episodes yeah, there something yeah. like that, that one that was yeah amazing okay um so that's it for tonight on Survivor uh, Millennials versus Gen X. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. We will be doing different shows as they come out, and, uh, and new shows as we'll be looking to come up. Jeff, there's some other show you, you want us to consider, right? Uh, right uh, now. Well, what was it? I don't know. It's your show. You want you. you want <laughs> I don't. Know. You're putting me on the spot here. Uh, but but never mind. Yeah, well, Jeff's thinking about a show. Big things, might to come, guys. big things to come for you viewers apparently yeah. now uh also um make sure to check out our other channels including trivial debates where we do a monthly debate show with uh different hosts and uh, we debate on movies and tv and music and that's a lot of fun that's always on the last sunday of the month so check that out at the end of july i think jeff is the host of the next one there and also on our Live Long and Podcast page, which is TV and movie reviews related exclusively to Star Trek, uh, we have a number of shows, including Tuesday nights. We do Deep Space Nine recaps uh, as we're going through every episode of Deep Space Nine in order, which we're still in the middle of like season one. It's not too late to jump on and catch up, catch along with us. 
uh, on uh, Thursdays. Uh, we also here we do um, uh, the original series recaps and different episodes, and we also do um, uh, Star Trek Radio Theater now, which is the reenactments of different Star Trek episodes. And this uh, uh, this Friday we will be doing um, oh, sorry Saturday afternoon. I'm, uh, uh, I'm sorry. We'll be doing an original series episode called "By Any Other Name," which is features um, of a whole bunch of uh, aliens, the Kelvins, taking over the Enterprise, and uh, and, and and stuff goes uh, goes amok. And Jeff will be playing the the part of Commander Spock, as well as Ensign Pavel Chekhov. I will be playing the villain Rohan or Rojan, I believe his name is. Um, and uh, you can see some other great live long and podcast slash Supermater Brothers slash Trivial Debates uh, podcast uh, talent all all over there um, doing different parts, including my wife Jane as Doctor Lynn McCoy. So check that out live. We pair did of live, talents, unedited, huh? Instead of pair of brothers with many talents. Yes, we do. We we're, we got different a whole bunch of different. Uh, uh, Irons in the fire, if you will. So, uh, Josh, thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, man. Thanks and, for coming. Uh, forever. Until next yeah. time, man. Until next time. We'll see you. Bye. Oh, thank you.